Father, we thank you that you are an incredible God. We thank you that you are a God that moves in the supernatural, that has taken care of our eternity through the supernatural. Father God, we thank you that the Holy Spirit has come to dwell within us, that he lives in us and amongst us. Jesus, we thank you that you have done your part, but now you have left so that the Holy Spirit can work his wonderful work in us. Father, thank you for this series as we begin to learn and unpack what it means to walk in the life of the Spirit. We're amazed by you, and we never ever want to see a life that's just natural and mediocre. No, because when we add you to our lives, we become supernatural beings, and we want to see all that you have in mind and in store for us. Thank you, Father, for all that you are, and we pray this blessing over this message series over the next seven weeks. Father, may the seeds that come from this message be planted deep into people's hearts so that your word can germinate and be real in their lives. Father, thank you for this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, we often hear stories and we often hear things about the supernatural. We, we've got some, some television programs that run and tell stories of haunted houses and ghosts and spooks and goblins. Well, that's got nothing to do with the kind of supernatural that God has taught us in Scripture. And so as we begin a seven-week journey through the supernatural and what it means to live as a supernatural being, we're going to take cognizance of the fact that what we see, what we see around us, what we, what we see in the physical, is not all there is. Surely we can agree with that because if we believe that, that hey, it's not all there is, there's, there's nothing more other than what we can see. Well, we wouldn't even believe in God. If we couldn't believe and get our minds around the fact that what we see is not all there is, that there must be another world, we'd almost be saying no to our eternity because we can't see the heavenly realms. We can't see the things of the supernatural all the time in our lives. And over the next seven weeks, we're going to be un unpacking almost four different subject matters pertaining to the Holy Spirit. The whole theme of the Supernatural series is to help you understand that, hey, the Holy Spirit is what gives me power. The Holy Spirit has a specific role to play. The Holy Spirit has a specific job to do. The Holy Spirit has a specific thing He needs to get done in your life. But the primary thing that the Holy Spirit can give you is power. It's the strength to get up and keep going. And if you'd like to unpack more on this series, we preach the series entitled Flow, which is available on the website or on the app, and you can get a little bit more in-depth teaching on how the Holy Spirit can move and flow in your life. But really, when we have a look at this Holy Spirit moment, this Holy Spirit event that happens into our life, it's a realization that there is God the Father, that there is God the Son, and that there is God the Holy Spirit, and that the Holy Spirit was sent to dwell within us. And so as we begin to unpack this indwelling of the Holy Spirit in our lives, what it means, what we've pushed aside, excuses we've made to say, no, no, I don't want to embrace the Holy Spirit. As we unpack the supernatural, we're going to take a look at understanding, well, hey, that the Holy Spirit has actually given me the power of salvation. Salvation in my life didn't only come from Jesus. No, me walking out salvation is actually a role of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, I'm going to leave you so that I can send you a counselor and he will always point us to Jesus. 
And if the Holy Spirit is constantly pointing us to Jesus, and Jesus is our salvation, well, then the Holy Spirit is giving us the power to walk out our salvation. We're going to have two sessions on what it means to walk in the power of our salvation. This session, which is an introductory session of the power of our salvation. And then finally, Pastor Zach will deal with the second session of the power of our salvation uh, next session. Pastor Zach Backus, I'm sure many of you already know. Then we're going to get on to saying, well, what other power does he give us? It's not just the power of salvation. Well, it's also the power to live and walk in God's will and make a difference. To live and walk in God's will and make a difference. Now, for many of us, we sometimes sit around going, I'm waiting for the will of God. I want to know what the will of God is. I want to know what God's plan is for my life. Well, the Holy Spirit gives us the ability to actually get moving and walk out God's will for our lives. And Pastor Micah Moore and myself will be dealing two sessions with walking out God's will and how we can make a difference. The Holy Spirit pushes us to walk out God's will and make a difference. And then finally, the the last two sessions that we will have, or the last uh, two topics that we'll cover, the first one being that the Holy Spirit gives us power to be able to share Christ boldly. And Pastor Zach Backus will be back with us in the first of, of a session, and Pastor Mike, Micah Moore will be dealing with that session of how we can live out sharing Christ boldly. He emboldens us. He gives us a gift of faith that lifts us up and drives us forward. And then finally, in the very last session of this, this, this message entitled um, Supernatural, we're going to have a look at the fact that the Holy Spirit gives us the power to go to war. Remember that not only has the Holy Spirit given us the ability to walk in God's will, do good things, tell others of, of His will, and be bold and push back the darkness The Holy Spirit's also given us the ability to defend our stance, to defend ourselves. We have a large shield of faith and we have this helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness and all the other parts of our our armor. But he's also given us uh, the sword of the Spirit. He's given us gifts that are embedded and found in the Word that become real in our lives when we adopt them in our hearts. And that will allow us not just to defend the light, but also push back the darkness and fight back. And so we are going to have a look in the final session on angels, demons, the supernatural, and fighting spiritual warfare. One of the things in the supernatural that we have to understand is that Jesus definitely came to walk amongst us in the natural. He introduced heaven to earth. In fact, many Bible scholars refer to Jesus as the full revelation of God to man. The full revelation of God to man. Jesus Christ made sure that people, when they saw him, could get to know the Father. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And so when we have a look at Jesus' life in the natural, he laid down his physical life. He bled out on a cross. He laid down his physical life. It was, it was a done deal. In the realm of the physical, we could actually see the blood running off Jesus. We could actually see him dying in the physical. And so when Jesus died at the cross, we know already that after that, there was a supernatural event three days later. 
after the death at the cross, after the whole proposed, I'm going to die for you, I'm going to take the sins of the world upon me and lay down my life, all of the things that Jesus said he would do in the natural burst forth and changed on the third day. In the natural, the disciples were burying Jesus in a tomb. But in the supernatural, he was conquering death. So what we could see in the natural wasn't all there was about Jesus. Jesus was operating both in the natural world and the supernatural world to ensure your eternity, to ensure your salvation. And then what he said was, I have to go away from the natural. I have to return to the heavens. I have to go away so that the Holy Spirit could come. Have a look at what it says in John chapter 14, verse 16 to 17. It says there, it's Jesus speaking, and he says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another Savior. And he will give me another Savior? Wow. I've always read that scripture and thought, well, Jesus is my Savior. Why did I need another Savior? Why do I need to have another Savior? Well, you see, the Holy Spirit, it goes on to see that He is the Holy Spirit of truth. So whereas Jesus Christ came along into the world in the natural, and He did a divine supernatural act of dying, taking on the sins, and then being resurrected on the third day, I know that in that moment, Jesus provided salvation. Jesus provided an out. Jesus made sure that death would never conquer me. But as I began to journey from the moment of my day of salvation, and maybe you at home are like me, I get saved, I accept that Jesus died for me, I accept that he was raised on the third day, and my first love is wonderful. I embrace Jesus. I want to tell people, I, I want to get out there and let anybody know that will listen, that I am now saved, and, and I have got a wonderful relationship with God. But then as I begin to journey through this world of darkness, as I begin to work through life, life seems to take away the edge, the wonder, the beauty of my salvation. And so Jesus says, I'm going to send you somebody that's going to remind you and keep you in your salvation. I'm going to send a counselor. I'm going to send a helper that's going to be able to help you see the marvelous, to see the supernatural, to see the incredible in your life, so that you can constantly be walking in your first love. And so by adopting, by embracing the Holy Spirit in your life, you get a refreshing almost daily of what it means to walk in your first love. Since the moment that this this whole series was recorded and we had a, a supernatural event where we recorded all of these sessions and you're going to be seeing all of the sessions coming through from a, an event that we held um, so that, that, that all the speakers can get up and, 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 and just minister to you and to people that were in the room from the conference. But, but when, when we began that journey, God, as we were preparing it, God refreshed me. He refreshed the speakers. And even today, weeks after that conference, I'm still feeling refreshed. I'm still feeling the wonder of the Holy Spirit reminding me of my salvation. That's why that scripture says, hey, I'm going to send you 
another Savior. I'm going to send you another Savior. And then it says, the Holy Spirit of truth is who I'm going to send you. The truth of what? I thought Jesus was the truth and the light. Well, if the Holy Spirit is a spirit that points us back, is he a, a, a being that points us back towards Jesus, our Savior, he also points us back towards the truth. And you know what? Between you and I, we need some of the truth because we speak about the darkness in the world, but we don't often realize that the supernatural has to happen in the inside of us, pushing the darkness of our own heart back. The supernatural has to push back our excuses, our lies, the lies that were told to us, the, the things that happen in our heads, our, our thought life in our minds often have to be pushed back. And the Holy Spirit is saying, you know that excuse that says you won't ever amount too much? That's a lie. You know that excuse that you use to say, I suffer from depression? That's a lie. You know that excuse that you use to say that because of this ailment, because of this cancer, I'll never be able to live out the fulfillment of God's will in my life because I'm going to die prematurely? That is a lie. And the Holy Spirit of truth is the one that will help you push back those lies and see the wonder of your salvation for many, many years to come. I hope that you are giving me plenty of amens in the chat room right now as you just receive the, and embrace the fact that the Holy Spirit is in your life to push back the lies that the natural has told us. So that when we push back the lies that the natural has told us and that we have absorbed, we become supernatural light bearers of truth. We become supernatural bearers of salvation. Why? Because the Holy Spirit that is another Savior is on the inside of you. The Holy Spirit is saving you from all of your excuses and all of your own lies on a daily basis, pointing you back to the wonder of truth and the wonder of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, it says in that scripture, will be a friend just like Jesus was, and he will never leave you. The world won't receive him because they can't see him or know him. Ouch. We often read that scripture and we think of our, of, of our friends that aren't believers. The world. The world. Well, let's read that last sentence backwards. You, you, you know me, I, I often look at a scripture and I look at the concepts in reverse to see what it means. The concept in reverse means that if you don't see the Holy Spirit or know the Holy Spirit, you're a part of the world. If you're not willing to accept the Holy Spirit into your life, you haven't accepted the wholeness of Jesus Christ in your life. You've debunked the cross by not receiving the Holy Spirit. You've avoided dealing with what the Holy Spirit wants to deal with in your life because you'd prefer to listen to the lies of darkness than the wonderful Spirit of truth in your life. The Holy Spirit's your friend. He's going to want to improve you. He's going to want to grow you. He's going to want to point you back to your salvation so that you can walk in the glory and the wonder of your first love. The world won't receive him because they can't see him or know him, but you know him intimately because he remains with you and he will live on the inside of you. Now, Jesus wasn't just talking to his 12. He was talking to you and me. Why is it that Christians can listen to Jesus' commands or listen to Jesus' stories and they can readily apply some to themselves, but when it comes to the awkwardity or, the, or the, the, the wrestling with the Holy Spirit concept, that they push those words away and say, no, that was only for the 12. 
that was only for the first century Christians. No, Jesus spoke and died once for all time. His word is true yesterday, today, and forever. And so when he says that the Holy Spirit is living on the inside of those who believe in him, I am one of those who believe in him. Therefore, the Holy Spirit is living on the inside of me. If you are one of those who say that you believe in Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit is living on the inside of you. The super has got inside the natural, making you a supernatural bearer of truth, revelation, and light. The challenge is not getting the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. That happens the day you say yes. The Holy Spirit only needs one word from you, and that's yes. Not to receive Jesus, to receive the Holy Spirit. No, no. Yes, to start letting the Holy Spirit bear light through you, to bear light to others so that He can be a Savior to others. A yes to say, yes, I'm going to let the Holy Spirit out in my life. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what that means. Maybe it's speaking in tongues. Maybe it's laying on of hands. Maybe it's giving a prophetic word. But I'm going to say, yes, Holy Spirit, what you've done on the inside of me, I'm now going to be used by you so that you can be a Savior to others by pointing others through me to Jesus Christ. Now, many of us have got to the cross. We believe in Jesus Christ. We're happy to the fact that He's taken our sins upon Him. Oh, thank you, Jesus, I have my eternity. Oh, thank you, Jesus, I have my, my, my life with you. I have a relationship with the Father. And that's where it's ended. We've stopped at the cross. Some of us haven't even got through to understanding what the revelation was, was a supernatural event that changed your life and my life. Some of us haven't got to the moment where Jesus says, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you, and it's going to completely radically change who you are. You're going to operate in gifts and wonders and signs that are going to point me or point people to me. The Holy Spirit will burst forth in this very sanctuary. Over the next few weeks, you're going to see the Holy Spirit measuring out beautiful gifts to people. He's going to be, he's going to be healing people. He's going to be showing people new gifts and experiences. He's not only going to be doing that in the room, but no, He's going to do that for you at home as well. And the Holy Spirit is going to minister on the inside of you, not just to make you whole, but to use you to make others whole. The Holy Spirit sends you gifts not just for you to be taken care of at the cross. No, to help direct others towards the cross. You see, that Holy Spirit was what Jesus was talking about when he was referring to being born again when he was speaking to Nicodemus. Nicodemus was a guy that was caught up in the law. He was a ruler. He was a, he was a member of the ruling party. He, he had a whole lot of rules and regulations and social etiquette that he had to keep. But when he heard about Jesus, he wanted to know more. Jesus didn't come and tell him about just about the cross. No, he went ahead and said to him, you know what? I'm going to speak an eternal truth to you, he says to Nicodemus, does Jesus. Unless you are born of water and spirit, you will never enter into God's kingdom. Unless you are born of water, an outward display of what Jesus has done on the inside of you, baptism of water, and a baptism, an, in, I mean, an outward display of what the Holy Spirit's doing on the inside of you for others, an outward display, whether that display is a gift of, of tongues, a gift of knowledge, a gift of wisdom, it's going to be an outward display of what the Holy Spirit's doing on the inside of you, reminding you of your first love. And so when we get to that place that once I've been baptized in water, I've received Jesus and I have received the Spirit, 
Then I begin walking in the kingdom realm, the supernatural realm, the heavenly realm, the not natural realm, the non-cancer realm, the non-depression realm, the non-I'm not good enough realm. All of those realms that the world is telling you are true. No, when I get baptized into Jesus and I allow the Holy Spirit to flow through me, I begin walking in the kingdom realm, the supernatural realm, the one where I am powerful, the one where I am not put down, the one where I am lifted up, the one where my eyes see and my ears hear, the one that the downtrodden are not downtrodden any longer, in the kingdom realm, in the supernatural realm. That's where I begin to walk when I receive Jesus and allow the Holy Spirit to flow. This is what Jesus told Nicodemus. And Nicodemus, and we're going to unpack this a little bit more in our final session, but Nicodemus takes this, this teaching, and even though he had to meet Jesus in secret, he starts to meditate on the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit starts working on the inside of him. And he receives Jesus into his life. He receives Jesus' gospel into his life. And the Holy Spirit starts working on the inside of him. And then as we begin to unpack, he receives salvation. The Holy Spirit helps him to receive Jesus. And then he starts doing good deeds and walking out the will of God and speaking out boldly because now he has the Holy Spirit on the inside of him. Have a look at John chapter 7, verse 50 to 51. In the Passion Translation, it says this, Just then Nicodemus, who had secretly spent time with Jesus. So he put down the law. He put down all the secrecies. He put down all the laws and the things that were previously governing him of the natural. And he embraced this new supernatural life. It cost him. It cost him greatly. His friends and the Sanhedrin and, and the ruling party at the time would have looked at the Nicodemus and gone, Huh? What are you doing? But Nicodemus knew that he was stepping out of a natural life, the law life, into a resurrecting, powerful, supernatural life with the Holy Spirit. He didn't just embrace Jesus. No, he embraced the Holy Spirit and all of the power that it would give him. Then have a look. It says this. And Nicodemus, at the moment Jesus was being tried, he says this. He spoke up. He spoke up. He wasn't worried about what his friends said. He wasn't worried about what the world said. No, he wanted to walk in the supernatural kingdom of God. And so when he does this, this transfiguration, I mean this transformation on the inside of him, when he, when he changes and he begins to realize that all of the things that he used to obey, all of the things that he used to believe, all of the things that he used to do will never ever give him the supernatural. He begins to embrace the supernatural. I don't know about you, but I was stuck in a law-based religious system for many years. And all of the things that I thought would give me a good life and, and give me joy and give me peace, never ever did. It just entangled me. And then I believed that the Holy Spirit was just some active force that would move like electricity. And I believed that with everything I had. And then I, I got into the teaching of, no, the Holy Spirit was just for the first century church. And, and I believed that with everything I had. And then... And then I got into other teachings about auras and, and crazy things about the Holy Spirit. But until such time as I linked Jesus and my salvation to the power of the Holy Spirit that He gave me in my life and accepted not just God the Father, not just Jesus Christ, but also the Holy Spirit actively working in my life, that was when all of these previously decided things, all of these previous beliefs, 
I was unshackled from. And I could just believe in the power of my salvation. I could just believe in the power of grace. I could just believe in the power of God. That was when the power of the Holy Spirit began to work in my life. And that was, is when the power of the Holy Spirit can begin to work in your life too. Nicodemus speaks up. He was so emboldened. He was so on fire that in the, in the heat of the moment when everybody else was betraying and hiding and, and ducking and diving, Nicodemus was the one who speaks up for Jesus and says, hey, stop the bus. He cautioned them saying, does our Lord decide a man's guilt before we first hear him and allow him to defend himself? Nicodemus began allowing the wisdom of the Holy Spirit to speak through him. And he began the journey of speaking boldly. And in fact, in John chapter 19, Nicodemus was one of the, of the two that went and took Jesus' body off the cross and buried him. And so not only will the Holy Spirit embolden you to speak out boldly, and we're going to have a look at that in sessions to come, but it also allows us and gives us the power to walk out deeds, to, to walk out in boldness, to do things and walk out in the will of God. And so as we begin to unpack this Holy Spirit over the next couple of sessions together, I hope and pray that you embrace everything that you learn. This session was just simply setting up the, the construct, setting up the understanding of what we're going to unpack.